countdown to my favorite time of year has officially started. And for me, this is New Year's. I'm not kidding. It is my absolute favorite. And I love it because everyone is so inspired all at once to live their best lives. And I think there is like a toxic element to it where people put unreasonable goals on themselves and, you know, try really hard. But that's the point, right? They're trying really hard for a new goal that they've set for themselves. I, I love it. Okay. And I will not be dissuaded. It has been my favorite holiday for forever. And yes, it is a holiday. It's New Year's Day is magical. Okay. And I don't like it because the, the parties or the glamour or anything. No, I just love that everyone wants to get their life together at the same time. And I just want to scream like, go freaking you to every single person because yes, you should want to chase your goals and get new habits and all of that. Is it upsetting because things don't last? Yes. But guess what? That is why we're going to do a little eight week reset before we even reach New Year's. Okay. And the goal of this is to kind of establish at least a foundation for ourselves, at least give ourselves the ability to have a foothold when we actually go to maybe chase some of the loftier goals in the new year. Okay. So if we're able to create and cultivate some new habits, some essentials, and have that foundation laid for us in the new year when we go and start doing all of the big things, it'll come a lot more naturally, okay? So without further ado, let's jump in because I am freaking stoked. Today I have my protein shake with me. It is pumpkin spice flavored, which I honestly don't love the flavor of. I'm going to be honest, um, but I love the company it's from. It's from um, Bear Nutrition BPN. I don't know what performance. There we go. Bear Performance Nutrition. I was like, what does the P stand for? Um, I love them a lot and they were really sweet to send me their new um, pumpkin line. Not a fan of the pumpkin, but their other ones are really good. But I am still drinking it because, you know, it's protein and we don't want to waste it. So I'm doing really good at upping my protein intake. Um, <laughs> I think we were calculating it before my protein intake was like <laughs> 12 grams a day. Oh, that's so bad. So bad. And so little tip for you. Uh, if you want to get good protein, you should, as like a woman, try to get half a gram. This is like talking, this is vague, but you should try to get half a gram per pound. So for me, it's going to be somewhere around 70 grams. I have no idea how much I weigh. That's a guess. 70 grams of protein a day. And I was like getting, I'm not even kidding, like 12. It was really bad. So we're really working on getting better at that. And I have been better. I've been drinking my protein shakes in the morning and I've been having some sort of meat like chicken, fish, eggs, sometimes ground beef, all the things. And we're doing a lot better. So that's what we're drinking today. Long story short, I am really excited because this weekend I'm going to Chicago. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've been back there. Gosh, I don't know if I've been back there since like my wedding. I got married in Chicago. Yeah, I think it was literally like my wedding. <laughs> That's insane. So it'll be really good to be back just for a little bit. I'm going to a friend's wedding and it'll be a really sweet time. Uh, the fall colors are still not really fall here in Texas. The weather is. It was like 90 degrees last week. And guess what? It's 32 degrees right now. So we just apparently skip fall here. Um, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm, I prefer the cold weather. So it's fine. I got my chunky sweater on. We're just living life, okay? We're okay. But anyways, all that being said, 
I also know how stinking hard it is during this season to keep up with habits, to keep up with inspiration. And like, there's actually reasons why. So first of all, the days are getting really short right now. I mean, the sun doesn't rise until like eight o'clock, it feels like now, and it's setting at like 5 p.m. That's how it feels, at least to me. And it's really hard to feel motivated throughout that time. I want to sleep more. I'm freezing cold, so I want to just bundle up and kind of stay under covers and not necessarily get outside as much. So it's just a lot. It's a lot going on, and I recognize that. And if you're struggling with waking up at the time you set for yourself or keeping up with habits that you want to do, I'm right there with you. It's it's really a challenge right now. But that's kind of why I wanted to do this eight-week reset. Uh, we have eight weeks. Okay, so if you're listening to this on the date launches, it's Wednesday. But eight weeks from to New Year's, so 2024, that's going to be starting on November 6th, so on Monday, okay? We have eight weeks. And I think it's really exciting because... That time in that eight weeks can serve as a good foundation for us to build like kind of the essentials, the bare minimums, the things that we want to be showing up for ourselves every single day. But maybe right now we don't have the energy to show up for ourselves and push towards these big, massive, lofty goals. So before we get super set on, you know, what we're going to be doing for 2024, let's lay the foundation. Let's create a framework for ourselves of strong habits and essentials, non-negotiables, that we're going to focus on each and every day. And then by the time that 2024 is here, we have this beautiful discipline within ourselves. And now we're ready to start adding to it and start chasing some bigger goals. I think this is perfect. So if you want to do this with me, let's do it. Okay, I'm going to be posting a lot about all of the things all across social media. So um, especially on my personal pages. So it's bellum grub across everything. <laughs> and I'm going to be sharing habits. I'm going to be sharing routines. I'm going to be sharing little tips and tricks that I'm doing um, over these next eight weeks just to really try to lean into what it looks like over uh, just creating a foundation for before 2024. Okay. So I'm going to share with you one of my favorite quotes. And it's a cheesy quote, but it's one of my favorites. Okay. And I remember, I think it was Matt my husband who said this to me once, maybe, maybe. Um, and then I found it on Pinterest, but I found this quote on Pinterest and it says, in two weeks, you'll feel it. In four weeks, you'll see it. And in eight weeks, you'll hear it. Okay. So what this means is if you focus on your goals for two weeks, you're going to start to feel the energy that that brings. So this is specifically talking about like fitness and movement. So you're going to feel a lot stronger. You're going to feel a lot better if you're focused within two weeks. Um, but I also think that's true for pretty much everything across the board. Um, no matter what, you're going to feel stronger. You're going to be smarter, whatever, um, in that two weeks. Okay. And then in four weeks, you're going to see it. So let's say you're reading books. Two weeks, you feel smarter. Four weeks, you're going to start being able to show up in conversations and be like, oh, actually, you know what? I have something educated to say to you right now. And I have something to respond with because I've been learning myself. And that's just so fun. And then in eight weeks, you'll hear it. That means other people are going to start taking note of your hard work in eight weeks. And not that that's the reason why you do things. And maybe that's why this quote is not like amazing. But I think it's also so inspiring that, you know, if you don't look at it as trying to get other people's attention, but rather you're also trying to inspire other people, you want to have other people 
say it. You want to have other people say, I see you showing up or wow, look at how hard you're working. That's that's a normal human emotion to desire. Okay. So that's my mindset going through this little eight week reset. I was going to call it an eight week challenge, but it really shouldn't be a challenge like this. This is not meant to be hard or, you know, over overly. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Crippling. I'm going to say crippling. This is not meant to cripple you or drain you. I think I'm comparing it to the 75 hard challenge right now. So if you don't know what the 75 hard is, it's basically this challenge that you do where, okay, if I remember correctly, you have to read 10 pages of a personal development book a day. You have to do two workouts a day, one outside and one like inside. So like a gym workout and then like a run. I think that's what's mainly supposed to be. And then you have to drink, um, I think it's a gallon of water. It might be more. And then you have to pick a diet and stick to it. I feel like I'm missing a couple things that you're supposed to do on there. So anyways, you can see, and you're supposed to do this for 75 days. It's called the 75 hard. Gosh, that's insane. And there's no rest days. That's the thing too. If you rest one day, if you miss a day, you have to restart. Um, I'm sorry. That's insane. No, thank you. I do not need that kind of pressure in my life. I have a lot going on and I don't need to be terrified of that. And then all I know, I know myself well enough to know that by like day 10, I would be like, yeah, this is over. And then what have I done? Kind of wasted my time and wasted the time of everyone listening because I didn't form any habits. I didn't actually make any changes in my life. And this is the same with diet culture. We see this all the time. People put these crazy pressures on themselves when they're motivated, like at a New Year's resolution. Okay. You get the spark of motivation and you choose to set these really high goals and standards for yourself. And you start a really intense diet or a really intense fitness regimen, or in the case of (laughs) the 75 hard, all of the above. And you, you, burn out. It, it wasn't sustainable for you. And this is what you've done is you've taken your present self and you've tried to force them into the mold of your future self without the growth opportunity. Okay. So I want you to picture your little tiny like ball of clay and there's this massive mold. It's big. If you're watching on the video, you can see my hand gestures. <laughs> and there's this massive mold. Okay. And you're a teeny tiny piece of clay and you put the clay in the mold and you squish it together and then you pull it apart and you're like, why doesn't it look right? Like how I wanted it to look. Oh no. And then you give up. Okay. Well, you should have been piece by piece adding little habits or pieces of clay to your clay ball. And then finally, when you've built that amazing foundation and you've been working so hard, you put it in the mold and then you get this beautiful art piece. Okay. I hope this makes sense. I I can only think of Play-Doh right now, apparently, because that's all I've got for you. I feel like there's probably a better analogy, but we're going to use that Play-Doh <laughs> analogy for now, okay? So anyways, you're trying to force your present self to become your future self overnight. That's not going to work. That's never going to work because it, willpower is so good, but there's so many things that you have to build up to. And you also have to learn what routines serve you, okay? That is the entire point of a routine is it is created to serve you, to fit into your life. So for me, for the last two months, I've been waking up at, well, 
So, okay, three months. <laughs> First month I woke up at 5 a.m., hated it because the sun wasn't up and I was just basically sitting in darkness. And I was like, this, this is stupid. I hate this. So I adjusted to six and then was able to, you know, get my Bible study done. And then the sun was rising at like seven. So then I'd go on my morning walk and the temperature was nice and everything. Well, now, like I said, the sun doesn't rise until like 7 30, 8 o'clock. And I don't like to take my morning walks in the dark because that's scary. And now I have adjusted. So I still wake up at six, um, mostly, but also at the same time, guys, I am this cold weather, you're staying in bed. It's cozy. It's just cozy. So anyways, still waking up at six when I can. And then I don't go on my morning walk anymore, but rather I go on a lunchtime walk. So I'll take my walk at lunch instead and it just goes a lot smoother for me now because the temperature is better it's fully bright out and it kind of breaks up my day a little bit so all that being said your routines are not meant to cage you down but rather they're meant to be the foundation on which you build on okay i'm gonna say that again because that feels profound a routine is not a cage but a foundation okay it's not a cage it's a foundation and all that being said, when we have those routines that we can rely on, even when we're changing things up, so no matter what, I'm going to drink my water, I'm going to have a Bible study, I'm going to go on a walk during the day. It's just what order those happen in and how it all plays out that's adjustable and it's flexible, but ultimately it's helping me grow in that moment. It's helping me in those days or in that season that I'm currently in. And I'm not forcing myself to do things that no longer serve me. The purpose of a routine is to serve you it is to make you healthier in your mind in your body and ultimately in your spirit all of these things play together so you can't just prioritize either working out or you know doing your 10 pages of reading or drinking your water and forgetting the rest so that I think that there is that element of the 75 hard challenge which is good because it's it's well-rounded I'll give you that but it is an impossible standard to keep up with for the rest of your life. And again, not that your what routine you set today needs to be for the rest of your life, but it does need to be something that you can tangibly do for the foreseeable future. Okay. Truthfully. <sighs> okay, catch my breath. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so all of these things to say, I want to do a little eight-week reset. I would love it if you would do it with me. We'll do check-ins for the next eight podcast episodes. Obviously, we'll have topics that we're talking about and things we're learning about, but we'll also do a little eight-weeker check-in. Um, and I think this is going to be really good for us. So the official kickoff date for this is Monday, November 6th. I'm so excited. But let's get into some of the details now. I want to give you guys some tips because... The goal is to focus on every aspect of who you are. So you're going to do one thing every day, one thing every day that focuses on your body, focuses on your mind, and focuses on your spirit. One thing every day. And that's changeable. That's adjustable, okay? And the point of this is, is to start building up to those routines that actually do serve you and will lay that foundation for you to build bigger routines, bigger habits, and ultimately bigger goals on top of, Okay. So one, one habit for each aspect and it can change. And the mindset that we always want to go into these kind of resets with, or well, for me every single day with is the 1% better. You just want to focus on being 1% better every single day. That's really the, <laughs> the whole shebang. And if you're 
focused on being 1% better, you don't necessarily have to worry about, did I hit my two workouts and was one of them outside and was one of them inside and stick to my perfect clean diet? Like, n- no, you're just, you're just focusing on being 1% better. And eventually your initial 1%, so let's say, you know, three months ago, my 1% better for the day was, I just need to, you know, make my bed and clean up my space. And I did that enough that now that's kind of counted in my daily percentage and it's not my 1% better. I'm not building, I'm not still counting making my bed as, you know, my 1%. So now I make my bed pretty much every day for the most part. And that's, that's just who I am and what habits that I instill and I can build new 1% on. Okay. And your 1% can be in different forms. It can be reaching out to other people. It can be being a good friend. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a health and wellness traditional habit, but yeah. Okay. That's enough about the 1%. You guys, you guys know how I feel about the 1%. If you don't, there's a whole podcast episode on it and it's pretty good if you ask me. So you can go listen to that. Um, all right. So we're going to start off with the body. Okay. So again, three aspects to who we are, which is body, mind, spirit. We talked a lot about this last week with the abundance, um, kind of lifestyle episode where we, what does it mean to live an abundant life? And we broke down the three aspects. So for our body, we can focus on the nourishment side of things. Okay. So over the next eight weeks, maybe you want to focus on low sugar. Um, I wouldn't, don't put the pressure of yourself to be no sugar because you're coming into Thanksgiving season, you're coming into Christmas season, family, friends, holiday parties, all the things. Like, don't don't hurt yourself. You know what I mean? We're not trying to cage yourself. We're not making our lives worse here. We're going to have fun. We're going to embrace where we are and enjoy our friends, family, and the food that comes with that. But at the same time, maybe we want to stick with a low sugar idea of what we want to do on the main days. And then maybe Thanksgiving comes and we treat ourselves to a piece of pie. You know what I mean? Um, something that I'm going to be really working on over the next eight weeks, um, lowering my processed food intake. I kind of hate how much processed food I eat. It's disgusting. And you don't really know what's happening until all of a sudden you're like, that's processed. That's processed. Oh my gosh, everything is processed. And what that means is that it went through either factories or, you know, some sort of modification, um, by like man (laughs) and it has a bunch of added ingredients to it okay um so a cheese it is like extremely processed okay anything that you're opening in those bags um like chips or crackers or anything like that very very processed so lowering my processed food intake and um having a lot more protein which you guys have already seen i'm gonna keep that as a goal on my on the forefront of my mind because it's it's a hard thing for me to do Okay, so staying with body then, movement ideas. You could just work on consistent movement. So if you make over the next eight weeks, your large goal for your body is consistent movement. What you could do then is because we have our big goal, but we need to break it down into tangible steps is maybe you want to just make sure that every single day you have some sort of movement in it. So it could be going on a walk. It could be doing a Pilates workout. It could be going to the gym and doing strength training. It could be, you know, going and playing pickleball with friends. No matter what it is, you're just going to make sure your body is being used (laughs) at least once a day for about 30 minutes if possible. And I think that's a really good one. If you want something a little bit more numerical without dealing with your weights, I do also understand like you could put a 
weight lifting kind of thing if you're a lifting girly you could put a goal of a number you want to like be able to lift I don't know what's average <laughs> for girls to lift um I do more I don't really do like the weight training as far as like I'm gonna lift as heavy as I can I do more of like the consistent low weights at high reps so like I'll do the bar I'll bench the bar which I think the bar is 45 pounds um I'll bench the bar and I'll do that like four by 10 or something like that. And it, you know, gets my arms kind of feeling a little flowy, but I'm not necessarily trying really hard to like work up to a certain number or be able to like bench my own weight. You know what? I bet I could bench my weight. I'm going to be honest. I bet I could do it. I'm going to try later today. <laughs> this is, this is a major fault of mine is thinking that I could lift a car. I actually think that if a car rolled over my foot, I would be able to lift it off. Why do I think that? I don't know. I've, I've kind of always I've always kind of had an inkling, though, that I could do that. Like, I've always kind of felt that in my soul. Like, oh, I, I think I could lift a car off my foot if I needed to. But I can't do a pull-up, and I don't think I'll ever be able to do one of those. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea how many times my goal over, like, four weeks, eight weeks, or whatever has been to do a pull-up. And I've never been able to. Ever. In my entire life, I've never been able to do a single pull-up. Oh, that's embarrassing. All right. Well, maybe this is my new eight-week <laughs> I just want to do a pull up. Um, another thing is you can work on something like flexibility. Um, <laughs> all of if I have any men listening, flexibility is important. You guys are freaking gonna tear all your muscles right off the bones if you don't work on this. Um, it's just it's just a good thing to have agility in your muscles, and it helps with keeping your body lean and you know not snapping and longevity. It's just amazing. Okay, so. I also think that one of your goals could be skincare. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, this is how basic these these 1% betters are over these next eight weeks. So maybe your 1% better for your body that day is going to be that you're going to wear freaking sunscreen because you don't wear sunscreen and you know the importance of it. You know that it can cause, you know, not just like the topical things of like wrinkles and acne, like flare-ups and all of that. Because like, let me tell you. It can cause wrinkles and sunspots and dark spots and all the spots. But also, it will help you avoid skin cancer. And that's just, it. skin cancer is so prevalent in our lives um, right now. And, like, honestly, so many people have it. And it's just a really, like, scary thing to go through. So just, just wear your sunscreen, you know what I mean? Or come up with a really good morning, night skincare routine. Um, I've been, I just added toner to my skincare routine. I don't know what I've been missing out. I've been using it for the last couple of weeks. My skin is clearing up nicely. I had a little acne flare up um, due to some medical things that were happening. Um, and it was kind of like disheartening, but we're, we're back under control right here. I've got one little scar on my cheek healing up, but that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, or schedule a dermatologist appointment and go talk to someone about this. You know, go talk to them about your skin. And even if you feel like you have clear skin, there's still things you can do to better help your skin with its elasticity and the collagen levels and all of the fun stuff. So do something for your your largest organ, which is your skin. Is that right? Skin's an organ. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so that was our body. We're going to talk a little bit about the mind now. A couple ideas for you. Um, community. I think that this is going to be huge. If one of your goals for the mind portion of who you are over the next eight weeks is going to be community, um, I think that, you know, 
really leaning back into church right now is a good, good time. Um, because it's so cold, just, you know, go get yourself a hot coffee, wear a cute outfit, go to church, like really just, you know, embrace the feeling of what it is to go to church and to just get to praise Jesus and worship him and, you know, embrace the community of church. I also think it's a good time to, you know, try to maybe get back into some small groups or, you know, do your studies with people. And then obviously, the family right now during the holidays is so huge, so huge. Like this is, this is the it time. And instead of dreading that time, like so many people often do, um, you know, just, just lean into it. Know that not everyone is going to be here for forever. And they're, they're people that you can love on now and they're right in front of you. So a mind goal could be to, you know, embrace more community, challenge yourself with that. Maybe you go to a coffee shop and don't have headphones on and see what happens. It's a fun time. Um, I also think for your mind, mental health is huge. So this could be gratitude practices. Um, doing this in the morning is really helpful. Even if you just start small by saying like three things you're grateful for, um, that can be really huge. Journaling, I've never been big into journaling. Um, I feel like I should be. I feel like I give off the aura of someone who definitely journals often, but I don't. I, I don't journal actually um, often at all. I do have two gratitude planners that I was given and they're helpful. I've done them both a couple of times. I just, I'm not good at being consistent about journaling. I'm better at being consistent about like speaking the things I'm grateful for each and every day. I don't know. That's just me. Um, and also meditation is so, so crucial. You know what I mean? Like guys, seriously, two minutes, set a freaking two minute timer on your phone and just sit, sit. And, you know, as a Christian, like I do, I, I just sit there and I'm like, God, like, what are you saying to me right now? Like what, what words do you need me to hear that I maybe am kind of droning out in the background noise? Um, it's just, it just centers you so well. So especially over these eight weeks, I encourage you maybe make that one of your 1% betters um, or a goal of a habit that you want to focus on within the mind aspect of who you are. And then lastly, we have the clutter and the mind, okay? So we're <laughs> whenever you're working with like your personality, your mind or whatever, I understand that there's multiple types of people out there, but really nothing good comes from clutter. <laughs> like I've never heard someone say like, oh, I wish I could be more cluttered. <laughs> it's just not the, not the case. Um, so to clear your mind a little bit, to better your mind, I highly suggest you go through your closet. This is such a good time to do this because you can donate all of your clothes to people who um, would really appreciate it. And go through your closet and get rid of some of the clothes that you don't need anymore. Um, make your bed, make your bed. It just feels so good. It feels so good. Like right now, whenever I walk in my room, I don't feel like, oh, but I feel, ah, oh. I hope you heard the difference in those two. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and then just having reset days, cleaning days set up. Um, I know that on every Saturday I need to take like usually an hour. Um, and I usually actually doesn't take me the full hour, but I set aside an hour to do a big reset of just, you know, making sure that the dishes are all clean and that the laundry is going and that I have clean pillowcases and my space isn't cluttered. All of that is super important. So all that being said, clutter free your mind. Okay. 
All right, so now we're on our last aspect. So we did the body, and I gave you a bunch of examples of little habits and steps you can take to better your body. And then we did the mind, so I gave you a bunch of little habits and steps for the mind. Now we're on the last step, which is the spirit. So this is going to be, you know, your relationship with God, the spiritual element of who you are, um, because you do have that spiritual aspect of your humanness too. And, um, that's the Holy spirit who rests inside of us. So how do we grow that? How do we strengthen that? Um, and so first way that I do think we should all be working towards a better prayer life. Um, this can be written, spoken, silent, whatever prayer looks like for you. Um, as long as you're choosing to be in communication, um, with the spirit, it's, it's just, it's sweet. When you begin to harness this habit, it can be really, really powerful and really, really sweet. And I love it. I love it so much. And like I said, um, I often write my prayers, uh, just because it helps me stay focused. But there are times where I will speak a prayer out loud just because I need to have the words like spoken from my mouth, like literally being released from me. And then there's a place for the silent prayers where you're just coming to God, um, quietly within yourself. So prayer um study guess what eight weeks is the perfect time to do an eight week study oh my gosh how amazing um if you're looking to order one daily grace has a lot of really good eight week studies that you could pick up and it'll be done by the time it's new year's if you order it today and then you're you're getting to learn about a specific topic or book of the bible um i also you know there you could do something a little bit more chill <laughs> where it's maybe not so like deep or anything um so if you're looking for some inspiration here uh you got eight weeks mark is 16 chapters so you could do two chapters a day in mark um our small group right now that matt and i lead is currently going through mark and it's just been so incredible because it's just full of miracles and lots of really amazing stories of jesus loving on people teaching people I love the book of Mark. So, you know, two chapters a week, I might have said a day, two chapters a week um, is not hard to go through. You can break it up however you want. You could do, um, you know, you're reading one day and then you go back and reread it and study over it. Maybe you look up some of your questions and then have worship days and prayer days um, kind of intermixed. It's perfect. So there's some inspiration for your study. And then lastly, like I just said, worship is so important. I do think that this could be a really cool goal for you in your spirit side of things. Because worship is not just going to God and singing his praise. Um, worship is saturated so deeply into everything we do. Everything we do should be to glorify him, which is a form of worship. So, um, whether you're taking time to just go on a walk and enjoy nature and thank him for his, um, creation or whether it is through music and you're lifting it up or your tears, even all of that are forms of worship that you get to come before God with. And it's just a really cool, amazing experience. So all that being said, those are some tips for you guys, okay? So we went over the the framework of the eight weeks we have until 2024. We also went over the whole mindset of two weeks, you'll feel it. Four weeks, you'll see it. Eight weeks, you'll hear it. And then also the 1% better mindset that we're going to be using for each individual day. And then lastly, a couple 
just inspirational things for you guys to think about as you work towards what your goals will be over the next eight weeks as far as it goes for your mind, body, and spirit because all three are so important and you want to be growing all three each and every day. So what? So overall, set three goals, um, one for your mind, one for your body, one for your spirit, and what those tangible habits will look like each day and then just each day focus on being 1% better. 1% better, nothing more, nothing less. I mean, you, you're always you always be better than 1%, but your goal just needs to be to show up um, and lay the foundation for leading into 2024. So anyways, I love you guys so, so much. This is going to be so fun. We're literally going to have a blast and I can't wait to talk to you all next week. <laughs>